Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 190 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Angie Gleason. Angie lives in Belmont, Michigan, and she is a part-time Medicaid biller for a hospital and also mother to a special needs daughter. Welcome, Angie. Hi. I'm so glad to talk to you today from Georgia to Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Is it fall there? We're recording this in October, so by the time this comes out, it'll be March, but... Y'all have a good fall weather there? Yeah, well, today is the first really cold day we've been. It got down into the 30s last night, so it's had a minute to rebound. But we've been, like yesterday, it was 70. So it's not been a bad fall so far. Well, that's good. That's good. We're having a Georgia fall here, which is like it could be 50 in the morning and 80 in the afternoon. Oh, my kind of weather. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, I used to walk with a girl pretty, I'm an avid walker. I love walking. And this was about 2017 and I had been struggling with my weight. And so she just had mentioned that her brother-in-law had been doing intermittent fasting and that he had lost a lot of weight. And like me and a lot of others said, uh, no, I cannot not eat. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but that was the seed that was planted. <laughs> so in December, I kind of heard about intermittent fasting. December of which year? Uh, 2019. 
Okay, so it was a couple years later after you'd had that seed planted and you're like, yeah, that sounds great for him. But <laughs> yeah. no, I love food. I am not going to do fast. <laughs> right. So fast forward two years later. Yeah, so I kind of had heard it. And then I had seen like, you know, how Facebook shows like people that like pages. And I had seen like one of my friends had liked the intermittent fasting page. And I said, oh, so I went over to that page and joined. I didn't read the book, but I joined. <laughs> and I kind of just skimmed it and kind of looked at people who good things to say and stuff. So at that time, I was working in office. And so I thought, oh, I can do this. I can go to work and wait till lunch to eat. And But I had coffee with creamer in it because I didn't know about the clean fast. So then... The day after Christmas, I had been talking to my sister-in-law and I had been noticing like since August for her that something had been changing with her weight and body and but just never asked her till then. And she said she had been doing intermittent fasting. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I just heard about that. And then we started talking. She's like, well, you can't be drinking creamer in your coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. So when you said that you found the group and joined it, were you talking about the delayed on deny? Yeah, the fasting support? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And so then she had told me about your book. And so I had got the book on audio because – I have a special needs daughter, and so reading is not the most easiest thing to do, but I could listen to you on my walk, so that's what I did. So I got the audio book, and I think it took me about three walks, and I had the book done, and um, during that time, my sister, who lives out in California, was also hearing about you, so we decided to plan together that we would start our fasting together. That's that's just wacky to me to think about. I mean, okay, that's three, three different, you know, first you, you your friend liked the group and then your sister-in-law told you about Delayed on Deny and then your sister had also heard about it. That just boggles my mind that, that you know, people really are just spreading the word. And so you decided you and your sister would both start. Yep. And then my sister-in-law too, you know, we I kind of go back and forth with her and stuff. But me and my sister, Mindy, were like, okay, we're going to do this together. And she's in California. So the her time frames are a little bit different than mine. So it was kind of hard to keep up on the fasting part, you know, like, okay, we'll eat at this time, you know, because your three o'clock is not her three o'clock. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of at that point too, just like, this is my thing. I just need to do it for me. I was a big time night snacker. Like as soon as I got my daughter down for bed, I was like, okay, let's eat a whole bag of popcorn or something like that, you know? So, <laughs> but in between 2017 and 2019, we had a lot of things going on and my weight really, I always kept between about 120 to 129 or something, where, somewhere in between the 120s. But during the 2017 and 2019, I had worked at a pretty sedentary job at that point and I was full-time at that time. My husband had back surgery, so everything with my daughter was my responsibility because he couldn't lift her or anything like that. And then I was having women issues where I needed a hysterectomy during that time too. So just a lot of stress and <laughs> oh, yeah. not a lot of and time. And so you, you gained a lot of weight. How much weight did you gain during that time? Before I started the intermittent fasting, I had topped out at 150. And I'm okay. And how tall are you? That just puts it in perspective. Yeah, I'm 411. See, okay. <laughs> that that was good insight to have because I'm like, well, you know, 150 doesn't sound high. And someone could be listening and saying, gosh, <laughs> but it's very different if you're 5'9 or 4'11, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Huge difference. It sits, yeah. on, it sits on you a little different. It does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but I just felt terrible too, you know, with our special needs daughter, I just have to lift her because she's in a wheelchair. She can help us somewhat, but I'm probably lifting her 13 times a day. And so just the inflammation from having lifting her and 
having that extra weight was I just did not feel good. <laughs> and so I'm like, something's got to give here. So yeah, so got the husband rehabilitated, I guess I should say, where he was able to help us more. And then I had my surgery for my hysterectomy in September of 2019. And you know, that really makes a huge difference. Hormones are huge. And, you know, to be immediately, you know, surgically in menopause, right? Um, I still kept my ovaries, so I didn't go into menopause, but okay, yeah. That's good info. But still, it it made changes in your body. Oh, yeah. 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 It took a hot minute to feel like my stomach was back together. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah. So December, I was like, okay, I just got to figure out how to get myself back together. At that point, my job was I was able to go part-time too. We were having a lot of medical issues with our daughter. And so I just needed to go to part-time. But magically, the position that I worked that never goes part-time went part-time. So (laughs) that's a blessing Uh, right there. It was. It was. It was completely a God thing (laughs) because I was praying like, okay, God, something's got to happen here. So yeah. So perfect timing. So I would probably say after New Year's Eve, so January 2020, you know, I really started the clean fasting. I started pretty much with an 18-hour fast, and it probably took me about two weeks to really get adjusted where I wasn't having the headaches and stuff. And then I lost a little bit of weight, maybe about eight pounds, which I think was probably just the water weight, but it made me feel better. But it took Well, you know, exactly. People sometimes act like that's not a big deal. They're like, well, I'm sure it was water weight. But go carry around eight pounds of water, like jugs of water equal to eight pounds. Carry that around and tell me you don't feel it, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So January through March, it took me about took me about that time to lose the, the eight pounds. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a slow loser here. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then in March, I had went to Florida with the girl that I usually walked with uh, to Marco Island. Oh, I love Marco Island. And the day before I came back is when everything shut down. So... I came home to, you know, usually when you come home from a vacation, you need a little vacation from your vacation to get your life back to order. <laughs> but we, I didn't have that. So I now had a job that I needed to work, a special needs daughter at home to care for and her schooling. So it was good stress. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot, right? And, <laughs> you know, when you said March, I was like, oh, <laughs> March, <laughs> March of 2020. People <laughs> laugh when they go back and listen to podcasts that I was recording during the early days of the pandemic. And we're like, oh, well, surely we'll be back to normal by the cruise in June. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, I was listening to that. And I was like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you went back to complete shutdown. Yeah. And and how did that impact what you were doing with intermittent fasting? I mean, you had to, you, you, you were going into the office part time prior to that. But now it's like, here you are at home all the time. Yeah, well, luckily, we before the pandemic hit, we were just released to work at home at a full-time basis instead of a couple days in office. So that didn't really change for me. And luckily, I had kind of got my fasting under control before that had happened, like when when I should eat and stuff. And it was really a nice little blessing of having that because when my daughter's home, I don't have a lot of time. She's full care. So trying to before it used to irritate me, okay, when can I get eat breakfast, you know, <laughs> with her home. So so it was kind of nice, like that pressure was off of me. So I could just do my work in the morning, then go get her up and get her going, eating and stuff like that, and then come back to my job. And then when I finished like 1130 noon, then I could think about eating. But So that part didn't change too much for me. It was probably in, and I still lost weight. So by June of 
2020, I was down 20 pounds. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Oh, so it picked back up. I mean, it picked up after being off to a slow start. And that's really common as your body is adjusting to fat burning, getting into the, you know, that metabolic flexibility. It's it's normal for it to be slow, especially for women. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our age. And I'm 48 now. So yeah, I mean, I'll be I, 49 I, here pretty quick. But <laughs> I thought you were probably younger than me, but not by much. No. My sister's <laughs> your age. So okay. <laughs> yeah. So very, very close. So prior to the pandemic, was your daughter going to to a school setting all every day? Yep, yep. She goes to a school that's just for disabled kids. And they're allowed to go till they're 26. So the pandemic has really given me an idea of what next year is going to look for me with her being home and how to try and juggle everything. And are there are there programs for her? I, the reason I ask is my uncle has fragile X that he was born. Let's see, he was born in 49. I have to do the math because he's 20 years older than me. Born in 49. So my grandmother was very instrumental in her her hometown of making sure that there were programs for for kids like him because they really weren't back then. And he went to something they called it the sheltered workshop. I don't know what they call it now. You know how terminology changes, but that's what they called it. So he had like, you know, a job that that they they would do all the the special needs people in the community could go. And it was work that they were doing. And it was somewhere to be where they were, you know, cared for, but also productive. Yeah. Is there anything like that? Yeah. Well, Kent County is the county that I live in. And they're they're actually really good for the special needs population. However, Kendra's more involved, like she's in a wheelchair and her fine motor skills are not, you know, like she needs one-on-one wherever she goes to help her with the fine motor stuff. So there's not a lot of opportunities for kids like her, and especially with the pandemic now, there's just really no workers that are even available for even like respite or anything like that. So hopefully by the time we get to that point, there will be more opportunity. So, but. Well, I'm a big believer in that because that's so, you know, you mentioned respite. That's so important. You know, it was, you know, my grandmother did what she could, but it, it's it's a lot to full-time care for someone. So my heart goes out to you, and I hope that you can can find a great place that she loves to be, and she can get the care that she needs and give you some time. Because it's 24-7. 24-7, yes, yeah. 
Yes. We keep her pretty busy. Like we, there's a miracle league here. So we put her into the baseball and she's been riding a horse since she was three years old. So uh, we do that on a weekly basis with her. But that's great. Yeah. So, but some outside stuff would be nice. Yeah. That's important. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, (laughs) I'll be thinking about you. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So you were still slowly losing weight. Yep. 20 pounds by by June of 2020. Yep. Yep. And so I maintained that all the way till February of 2021. And then I've been kind of back and forth, back and forth with that. February, I kind of think I hit my wall with the pandemic because she had went back to school and then they were shut down again. Ah, so kind of the stress. Yes, I think it was just the stress. I kind of just hit my wall like, okay, <laughs> can't be everything right now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's no joke, right? The s- stress is, is real. And I think we've all been under stress, panic kind of a stress of even if, if we felt like our head felt like we were safe. Like if you're if you like on the surface, you're like, oh, no, we're fine. We're safe. Still, your subconscious is 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 not feeling safe. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just the inconsistency for me, it's like I never felt like I could get my feet back up underneath me with working and taking care of her. And because like when the pandemic hit, like her whole world shut down, like there was no friends, no therapies, no school. It was just me and dad. <laughs> and we don't really have any family around us except for my our sister-in-law that my husband's sister. So yeah, so I just so I think I kind of like okay, I just need to give myself a little break here. Not from fasting. I do you did you you continued to fast, but did did your windows get longer? What what changed? The windows kind of got longer like I like on the weekend I'm like okay, instead of the 12 or one o'clock, I'm having breakfast at 10. (laughs) And, you know, I'd have a couple more drinks. Like when I first started the fasting, no excuses for me, like, because I know if I allowed myself an excuse to have that snack at night, like I'd keep allowing it. And so the first year of the fasting, I was really strict on like not allowing any excuses. But February of this year, I was like, okay. (laughs) Window creep. It happens. It even happens to me. (laughs) Yeah. I think I was pretty good. And then in March, all my family all got COVID. Oh, no. Like, like in your household? Yeah. Yep. So me, John and Kendra, that's the only three people who live here. So, oh gosh. Yeah. So I ended up having it. I'm the one who recognized it first because I really didn't have symptoms. I, I had what thought, what I thought was just allergies, which is not uncommon for me. But I went to go smell her formula one day and I thought, hmm, I can't smell that. So, oh, so there you go. Yeah. That was your scent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she tested positive pretty much the same the next day. Kendra did. And then John took care of us and he had tested negative. And then about seven days later, he tested positive also. So we kind of were all in lockdown for the month of March. So was there always one of you between you and John who felt well enough to care for the other? Yeah, because none of us really got had really any symptoms that took us down to like where we really needed to be in bed or anything like that. So we each kind of felt like not so great one day and then the rest was not bad so yeah so but yeah so we got over that but I feel like ever since then I've really haven't been able to lose anything and I know part of it is I just need to button up my window and kind of watch what I'm eating so did how much weight did you gain back when you when you kind of loosened up because you said you'd you'd lost 20 thinking back you had gotten up to 150 whereas Prior to that, you were kind of in the 120 to 129. So you kind of got right back to the upper end of that range. But then how much did you gain back? It's only been like five to six pounds. I keep kind of going back and forth. So it's not been terrible, but it's like, okay, I want to get back down to where I was. (laughs) And, you know, on a 411 body, five to six pounds will feel different. And again, like I said, on a, you know, five, nine body, just for an example, you know. 
someone gain five pounds and not even notice it, but you're you're feeling it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my body composition, I know that's changed because I'm in between a size eight and a ten right now. So I know my eights feel a lot tighter. So I know that that little extra weight's gone on. So. So you're using using those honesty pants to let yeah. you know it's yeah. time, to, time to do a little something. So yeah. So what what do you plan What do you plan to do? How are, what are your well, strategies I, that I you're going to employ? You know, the summer I'm like I'm going to have an ice cream when I want my ice cream. So, but now it's fall and I'm like no more alcohol because you know in the summer we'd have like a drink on Friday Saturdays I just told my husband last week I'm not gonna be drinking with you on Friday or Saturday (laughs) I gotta button this up a little bit so yeah so and then I've just been really trying to stick to my windows so I'm between a 18 and a 20 hour window on most days usually I'll either open up my window from 12 or till 2 p.m. And then we close it at six after dinner. So I've been sticking to that. So I think once I can get that buttoned up where I'm not making my windows longer, then I think I'll fall back into line. Yeah. And for me, it really is. I can always put my finger on the what I'm eating also if I feel a little you know, if my honesty pants start to get a little tight, like when I spend a whole lot of time at the beach house, for example, you know, we go out to eat more and I'm eating different foods than I eat at home when I'm cooking for myself and a little more like, oh, my friends are here. I'm going to have this charcuterie platter with the, you know, and just the window creep, the the heavier foods. I can really tell the difference. And then, you know, just tightening back up and really focusing on highly nutritious foods in my window and, you know, not the desserts and not the alcohol. That makes a huge difference for me. Yeah. Yep. Me too, I believe. I think I'm just a slow loser and I'm kind of getting to that age where things are changing. I'm not going to beat myself up on it too much. So I know I was doing the fasting app. So I was watching that and I kind of went away from that during the summertime, but I'm going to start using that again to just kind of make myself a little bit more accountable. I think that's a great idea. I don't know if you heard me say early in the pandemic, probably around March of 2020, when everyone was, you know, March, April, we're all just a little bit like doing different things and baking things and all that. I mean, it's like we all were under the same, like, I'm going to bake stuff. I'm going to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every night is cocktail <laughs> night. And I was like, oh, gosh, my window really did creep. And so I started using the fasting app very briefly. I used it very briefly. Again, I pulled it back out as a tool, even though I'm an experienced faster. Having that accountability really did help me get a grip. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, and just watching what I'm eating, I'm uh, sensitive to gluten. And so that just brings a lot of inflammation to me when I eat it. But during the summer, I had more of that than I should. So yeah, so I just need to start watching more of what I'm eating. So I did one of those Everly sensitive testing. The food sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of helped open up my eyes um, to a few things that I could change in my eating to help with, you know, maybe the bloating or the inflammation that I was feeling and stuff. But that's the one thing that I noticed first off from the fasting is the inflammation went down in my body. That's huge. Yeah. Fasting is is great for lowering inflammation in general. But Sometimes we do need to go a little further when we know something like, you know, you've connected excess gluten for you does lead to higher inflammation. And so, you know that you feel better when you have, and you said bloating as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it depends. I've noticed like if I have a pop tart, it will feel like my spine from my shoulders up to my neck or is kind of exploding. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. So I'm like, note to self, no more (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tarts. And I wonder also if it could be other things in the Pop-Tart besides just the gluten, because that's a super duper ultra processed food. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so there could be like, it could be so many things. Like I just remember watching that, um, that the, the, 
Cooked series on Netflix with Michael Pollan. Did you ever watch that? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so good. And yep. in the episode where they talked about bread, I remember he was talking to, you know, to a baker who baked bread and they were discussing how, you know, like in Europe, people that have gluten problems in America go to Europe and they're able to eat <laughs> no problems over there. And so we've got a lot more going on with our wheat and with our wheat products besides just the gluten. So a lot of, uh, but of course, avoiding that kind of wheat, avoiding gluten will allow you to avoid that, you know, whatever the problematic part of that is. Yeah, a lot of the grains I have a lot of issues with. So I just, I'm not, I love bread, but I really just try and stay away from it because it just never does me any good. So I have found some sourdough stuff that has really helped cure that urge when I want a piece of bread. So that's been helpful. So and the sourdough doesn't bother you. It doesn't seem to No, I love sourdough bread. I've been eating a lot of it lately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have to add something to my favorite things. I haven't done it. It's on my to do list. But I found a company. Have you ever heard of wild grain? Mm -mm. Nope. I just found it. I don't know how I found it. Maybe they came up on Instagram. They know I like bread. I have no idea. But it's a company that You know, I love bread. You know, I love to bake bread, but I've been so busy. And it it takes a lot of planning to have the bread ready at just the right time. And um, so Wild Grain has this, it's like frozen, and they send it to you. It's like, and I get their their bakery box once a month, and it has sourdough rolls and fermented breads. I mean, it is like really amazing. But I don't think everything is sourdough. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Well, look it up and I'm going to add it to my favorite things. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, just, take a look at that and see what you think, okay. because um, that might get you your sourdough bread without. But it stays in the freezer and then I just can pull it out and, you know, bake two rolls or bake a loaf um, like they had like a sourdough. What was it? Sourdough with pepper jack cheese. Man, that was good. A loaf. And then, you know, we just cut, slice it every day and eat a little bit with dinner. OK. Yeah. 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 We're. Pr- uh, I'm a pretty good eater. I don't do a lot of processed foods for the most part and I'll have eggs in the morning and well not when I open I love breakfast so when I open <laughs> that's what I I'm so you're having like a like a brunchy kind of breakfasty kind of meal but at, at not at the traditional breakfast time yes yes yep yeah so just watching that kind of stuff helps me just keep pain under control and stuff like that so well, that's really important, you know, figuring out what kind of – if, if, if food is causing you pain, it is definitely not yeah. – it, it's easy to say no to it, right? You're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, with the fasting, I've really looked at my daughter. She used to be tube-fed pretty much 24 hours a day. And so – and she was on a dairy formula, and for 18 years, I was up – five times a night with her because of the air she had in her stomach. Having a tube-fed child, you're able to figure out if she has air in her stomach by hooking the tube up to her tummy and getting air back out of her tummy. It's a good way to, you know, when your stomach doesn't feel good to get that. (laughs) I'd take her to the doctor and say, there's no way someone can have this much air in their stomach. There's something that's going on. And Oh, we don't know of anything that could possibly be it. Well, I took her to another doctor that was more nature. Right, holistic. Yeah, holistic. And they did a test on her and found that she was allergic to dairy. Wow. I knew that's where you were going. Uh, I was predicting it. Yeah. So, you know, good for you, mama, right? Because you didn't take, oh, that's just fine. That's normal. No. Get up five times a night. It's normal. (laughs) No, it is not. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find one of these doctors that would uh, go along with my idea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is amazing. So you changed her formula? Yeah, we found an organic formula for, we got her on that and oh, what a difference that made. But we were still feeding her all through the, you know, get up through the night and give her food, you know. So we had her on a medication that I didn't know at the time was what was preventing her from wanting to eat by her mouth. Okay. And I had just happened to take her off that med because her symptoms were better. And we had some family over for Christmas. I think this was in 2000, 
17, I think. And by April of 2018, I had her fully eating. Oh, wow. That is huge. And she was, how old was she at that point? She was, I think, uh, about 20, maybe, 19, 20. So prior to this, had she always just been tube fed and no, yeah. no eating? Yeah, when she was, wow. she was a baby, she used to eat food, but then, you know, we gave her dairy stuff, so that didn't handle very well. Yeah, and then it was probably about when she was about 24 months of age is when she went on that one med that and okay, so she'd been on it for I'm I'm really I'm really paying attention to this because I have a, a good friend of mine, a college friend, and she has a son who is um in his teens now, but he is completely tube fed. So that's just so very interesting that it it was the medication that Yeah. That made a difference. Yeah. That's a, also huge. It was a med that she was put on for the additional movements that she would have, kinda like it was a Parkinson type med. Yeah. So that's what she was on that I ended up taking her off of that because she wasn't moving much. But I'm not for all these medications. I'd rather go find something natural (laughs) to deal with it. Yeah. So anyway, so then when I found the fasting, I'm like, you know, she was still having so many digestive issues because, you know, even though we're on an organic formula or feeding her the food, we were still, you know, making sure she had enough food in her. So, but, so when I found the fasting, I'm like, let's uh, give Kendra a break on her stomach. So she stops at six o'clock also with any type of eating and then she'll go till seven in the morning. So it's just a 12 or 13 hour fast, but it gives her a break that she, but she's still, she's still able to get in the nutrition that she needs from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and, and not needing it all the time. Yeah. Yep. We still give her her three meals and a snack in there, you know, just because she's she's tiny. She's only four, six and 70 pounds. So she's just a little girl. <laughs> she is. She is. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad. And so no more getting up in the night and having to, to make sure she's tube fed during the night. That is right. Or just not even getting up because she doesn't feel good from her stomach not feeling good. That's been the biggest thing from the fasting for her is I think she finally feels at peace with her stomach. So that's huge, you know, because she probably had a hard time communicating to you how she felt. But and, you know, that's, you know, not eating from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. That's, you know, that's not extreme at all. That's that's and, and her doctors are all on board. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yeah. So I'm glad she's feeling better. Yeah. That makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, I I just keep thinking of of my friend with the issues she's had with her son. And, and and it is, it is absolutely not easy to be around the clock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that part plays a part in my not being able to lose weight fast either is because just don't sleep well, you know, even, even though she's not getting me up, I did for 18 years of getting up five times. I just don't think my body's ever readjusted to sleeping well. You're probably also on a little bit of alert all night long. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you're always <laughs> used to listening out for her. Yeah. So you're, you know, like those of us when we have, you know, little children and we, we start to sleep less soundly. But but our little children grow up. But you still, you don't get to stop. Right. Yeah. You still have that always listening. Yeah. Thank goodness that for does, those yeah. video monitors. That has been like oh, a- yeah. <laughs> A lifesaver there because I do feel like I can just kind of rest now. (laughs) And just, you know, take a peek and see how she's doing and then go back to sleep. That's good. That's good. So I I love that she's doing better too. So does your husband do any fasting at all? He'd like to say no, but I think he is kind (laughs) of. So no, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't eat at night anymore either. So like when we're done with dinner, he's done too. And then he works 50 hours a week. So he's usually in work by, let's see, 6 a.m. So he usually will have an orange juice to take his pills before he leaves work. So that's about 5.30. So 6 to 5.30 is really his no eating window. So, well, and you know, for a lot of people in America, they don't get that long. 
So he's he's stretched it out and he's getting a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because he's uh he was brought up to eat little meals every few hours. So that's the kind of eating he does. Now, he doesn't gain any weight. He's been 140 pounds since I've met him and we've been together for 33 years. So Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love it? Yeah. That's Chad too. <laughs> Same size and, jeans. And, yeah. And they just don't understand the struggle. Right. Yeah. You know, I say that with love because he never did. He didn't understand. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just don't eat so much. I'm like, thank you, skinny man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That'll, you know, that'll help him with his health, just not eating, you know, as late into the evening for so many hours a day. Uh, that'll help him age better. So that's good. So go ahead. We're working on cleaning up his eating <laughs> a little bit because he's all processed most of the time. So, well, by the time this, this interview comes out, Cleanish will already be available. So I, I talk about all that in Cleanish, but hopefully you have, you're have you going to pre-order. I'm crossing my fingers, but <laughs> it's available for pre-order as of the recording time. But by the time this comes out, it is available to buy. Gosh, I sure hope that everybody learns a lot from it. I learned so much writing it, you know, about really why it's so important. Like I was like, okay, it's important. But then I, I'm doing the research. I'm like, oh, it's really, really more important. And it's so much more than just our weight. It's like our health and the way that we're going to age well and how important it is to eat nutritious foods. And, you know, you and I are, are similar age. We grew up thinking it was just about getting the vitamins and minerals, right? You remember going through like nutrition in elementary school and they're like, all right, just eat, you know, from the food groups and take your vitamin. Right. Yep. Yep. Which uh, we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't even take the vitamins. <laughs> oh, see, I took the vitamins. I had Flintstones, yeah. Flintstones vitamins, I would, those chewables. They were, I didn't even like them, but I would, for a while I would hide them, but I don't know why. But then, but then as I got older, I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to eat those foods. So I'll just take these vitamins and everything is fortified and, you know, everything's added back and it's just not the same as before they took it out. I'm like, so let me get this straight. They're taking all the nutrients out of like, you know, the grain, for example, refining it, and then adding some stuff back. Why? Why are they doing Right. That? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just don't take it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, when I was growing up, we really, you know, going out to eat was a treat. Yeah. Like we had a McDonald's up the road from us. I used to... I, grew up in California. And so we had a McDonald's like right up the street. And we we're like, Oh, we don't got 50 cents to go get French fries or whatever, you know, it was just a little money, you know, so. <laughs> and they used to cook those fries in the um in the, the beef tallow. Remember that they had instead of the you know, the cooking oils that they use now. And then they're like, oh, let's switch to the this. It's healthier. Well, unfortunately, what they switched to actually was not healthy. Right. <laughs> when you can All still find French fries in between your car that are still. Yeah. Yeah. And they looked like perfectly mummified. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. That's never a good sign. <laughs> Think about what that's doing in your gut. Right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love a good fry. Like, I love to to slice up potatoes, toss them in olive oil, and put them in the oven. That's one of my favorite things. And, you know, that never makes my stomach hurt. But give me a bunch of fries, fried in that bad oil, and my stomach's like, nope. Yep. Yeah, not too many things have changed for me. Like, my eating, like, I still like to eat all the junk, which is not good. But I can tell some things are a little sweeter than I used to think they were. Yeah, so... That was like, okay, well, that part could go away a little bit. <laughs> well, maybe after you read Cleanish, you'll have some of those ahas that I did. And I was just like, okay, it matters more than I realized. And, you know, we, we think we know why it matters. Then you really dig in. You're like, oh. <laughs> and the world is just different now. The, you know, the the toxicity, the the stuff that's everywhere. So it's just, it's more important than it ever was. So Lee, let's talk about... Any health benefits that you've seen other than I know you mentioned decrease in inflammation. Anything else? Yeah, uh, for my hysterectomy, it was a laparoscopic. So I have 
five little incisions on my stomach from that, and three of those are pretty much non-existent. You can see just a little bit, but they're pretty much non-existent. And then, like some other people, I've had a couple skin tags fall off. Not all of them. I think there's different kinds. I don't know if there is, but there, I, I do. I don't know either. I, I've never heard that there might be different kinds. Anything is possible. Yeah. But I would file that away in your mind. You know, if you have had some fall off, but not all. Yeah. That might indicate you still have some degree of insulin resistance that you could still work on. Yeah. Yeah. I did do that one podcast that that one guy had talked about going and getting your fasting, not the glucose, but the fasting. Insulin, fasting insulin. Yeah. So my doctor let me do it. It was a little bit of a struggle to get that test, but I did get it. And it was in the low, I think I was a 4.6. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it wasn't okay. bad. And then I just went nope. back in August to get my physical done. He said, nope, I'm not going to do that test again for you. So he was not on board with it. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? What was it off of him for you to get that? I said, right? my insurance is going to cover it. And He's like, no, I'm he's like, nope, not, not doing that's it. That's right. Yep. <laughs> so see, that's, you know, I, I, that article that I read, it was written, I think it might have been written by a nurse practitioner. I, I don't remember, but it was talking about how we're checking the wrong thing by checking A1C. Instead, we should be checking fasted insulin because that is the leading indicator, like, when that goes, that that goes up ahead of your A1C going up. You know, that's the first thing to be looking for. And I feel like if doctors read that, they'd be like, "Oh, because you know, you could you could still learn something new." Right? Yeah, <laughs> I tried explaining that to him, but he wasn't on board. <laughs> no, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." No. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that makes me sad because I'm I'm such a lifelong learner. Yeah. Right, and open to the fact that we don't really know everything, and we're still learning things. So. You know, if someone's interested, there are definitely things we don't know. The fact that it was – oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say the fact that it was 4.9 before that or 4 point whatever it was, that's a really good sign. So Yeah. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, I'm on the right – I feel like I'm on the right stage then of like, you know, so I just need to button up some other areas to, you know, get the weight off that I want to get off. So – we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code Wondery for twenty percent off your first purchase. Yeah. So the other thing that I noticed Oh no, I lost it. Well, it'll come back to me. That's all. I know my brain does that too. I'm like, I was going to say that and then I completely forgot what it was. Yeah. that this, I know like when I take vacations and my windows are a little bit longer, the first couple of weeks I start having night sweats a lot more, you know, being in that nice age there. But I know like when I button the fasting back up, that goes away. You know, I find I, I have those issues if I eat too much sugar. Like that makes me really hot and sweaty and restless. And, you know, you've heard me say that a million times, that, you know, the restless legs kind of a thing. But, you know, there's like a threshold I can't cross. You know, I can have ice cream is one thing that works better than other things. But, you know, if I stick to like a certain amount, I think it's the way it hits my system. The dairy fat keeps it coming in slower and that doesn't bother me as much. But if I had like a piece of cake or something, forget about it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be hot. Yeah. I'm going to be sweaty. Yep. <laughs> So, but just not not as good for my body. But yeah, the night sweats come back for you then. Yeah, yep, that's all under control. And I told that to my doctor, and he seemed kind of impressed with that. That oh, that might be a good thing for the fasting. So, but so he, it sounds like he's just not really knowledgeable about fasting. Yeah, I feel like he's not super knowledgeable. Like he's pretty much on board, 
but the things that he's not knowledgeable about, he's not that keen on allowing tests or anything to be done. Okay. <laughs> so. so he's open, but not fully like in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something super exciting happened yesterday. Somebody joined, you know, we still have the Delay Don't Deny Intermittent Fasting Support Facebook group, even though I'm no longer on Facebook. But one of the moderators, someone was joining and she took a screenshot of the, the you know, they answer the questions. And she said that her doctor had encouraged her to join this particular group. And I'm like, that's really exciting that a doctor was like, join this Delay Don't Deny group. Yeah. That made yeah. me happy. Yep. So they're out there. Mm-hmm. There are doctors out there. Who- <laughs> yeah, I gave uh, your book to my daughter's dentist because he was looking to lose some weight and stuff. And I had told him about what I was doing. And I had happened to have that book with me because she has to go through like a surgery process to get her teeth cleaned. And so I had been reading the Fast Feast Repeat and... He had asked about it, and I'm like, here, you can have it. So I'll be interested to see, you know, if he followed through with it when we see oh, him that's next. that's a sign you haven't seen him nope. since since you planted that seed. Right, yeah. So You didn't just plant it. You fertilized it, too. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I gave him the book. <laughs> awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I want to hear. Make sure to email me and let me know Yeah. Yep. what happens next time you go. That's cool. So you, we didn't really talk about at all, you know, your your past diet history. Have you struggled with weight prior to, like, you know, do you have much of a, of a struggle diet history? Because, you know, I sure do. But. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, when I was growing up, I was pretty good, probably till like ninth grade. And ninth grade was when I really got body conscious because, you know, I, I'm sure your friends were back in ninth grade too on a smaller frame. And I was like the bigger girl. And, but I wasn't like that much bigger. I think I probably got to like 115, but at 411 and in a high school body, that was a lot of weight. So when I graduated high school, I was down to 99 pounds. And then when I had my daughter, I gained 40 to 50 pounds through that pregnancy. So, but I never really lost it till I was in my early 30s. I think I kind of did some intermittent fasting, not really knowing that it was intermittent fasting. And I was started running. I, did, I would run like two miles a day. And I had got myself down to 115 again, doing that and felt really good. And then I got the job at the hospital and that was just complete sedentary. So the weight just creeped back on. I still only into like the 120s, but it still wasn't my 115 running body that I had. <laughs> right. And, you know, it really does, like we said before, five pounds on a 411 body can really make a big difference. Yeah. So, and I used to exercise quite a bit, you know, about an hour a day, two hour, an hour a day of exercising, then I do my walk. So I kind of felt like I was exercising so I could eat. So, yeah. So it wasn't till just, you know, a few years ago that I really gained a lot of weight. For me. So you do know. you do any, any kind of exercise now, just walking or, or what? Yeah, I still walk. I do like two and a half miles to up to six miles. It just depends on the day. So, but average is about two miles a day. And then I do yoga in the morning to one, stretch out my body and get it ready. And then I do some kind of strength training because over the past few years, that all that kind of went to the wayside with the strength training and I could really feel my body weak. And so uh, that is my goal for this year is to get my body strong again to be able to take care of Kendra better when she's at home full time next year. So that really is my goal. And so I kind of feel like maybe some of my weight gain right now is maybe from me putting more muscle back on my body than I used to have. So well, that, yeah, that's it. That is so important as we get older, working on like intentionally building the muscle. Because we, you know, we age better when we have more muscle mass. Yeah. Yep. So, but in between those years, I kind of dabbled with the Weight Watchers. I did a 15 day reset diet where it was pretty much keto. And okay. I was like, I don't know that one. Yeah. How did I miss the 15 day reset? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was. I would have been all over that. Fifteen days, you sign me up. Yeah, I did lose like ten pounds, but I'm sure it was all water weight. <laughs> yeah, but it was a lot of the macro counting, and I, I can't do that. That's why the fasting has worked for me because I don't need to worry about all that. I can still eat the foods that I like and be mindful of how much I'm eating. But yeah, so. But yeah, that that's also been the struggle for me, stopping when satisfied, you know, the whole idea of appetite correction, and we can know about it. <laughs> but also, you can even feel it. But are you going to obey it? Or right. listen to it? That's the question. <laughs> and that's because you know, you're like, go ahead. That's where my mental mindset, I gotta, I'm working on that, you know, because my mom was, you can't leave the table to eat everything on your plate, kind of, you know, back in that generation. So, you know, just making my mind like, no, you don't need it. You're full. You can walk away from the food. <laughs> now, does your skinny husband all the never had to worry about his weight? Does he have a problem leaving food on his plate? Chad does not. He'll like stop with one bite left. And he's like, I don't want that. No, he has a problem <laughs> with leaving it. And if, and if there's any kind of free food at his work, he thinks he needs to eat every bit of it. Oh, because it was free. Yes. <laughs> that is a very common mindset. And I, I feel like I used to suffer from that more than I do now. Free food was food I was going to eat. But now I look at it first and I may or may not eat it. It just depends. Has to be window worthy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten better with it over the fasting and just trying to be mindful of like, you don't need it and you're not hungry. So, yeah. So, but it is, it does get to be a struggle every once in a while, but. Well, and that's, that's totally normal. Um, just because eating is pleasure. And you you might have had enough for your body, but you're not yet done with the pleasure of the eating. Right. <laughs> so don't beat yourself up when you go a few bites beyond. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> like tomorrow's another day it. and I may not be as exactly. hungry tomorrow. So That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Not to allow excuses. I think that was the biggest thing for me, like for people who allow the excuses of why they should have that certain food at that time or whatever, is just kind of not allowing you to do that. Like, if this is what you want to do, you know, not allow that. And to be gentle with you, like you didn't gain that weight yesterday, and it's not going to fall off tomorrow. So, you know, so just being really like gentle with yourself, like, it's going to happen just got to be consistent with it. So the consistency, I think, was the biggest part for me is being consistent with my choices and my excuses and not allowing that. So yeah, I, I think also that last part that you said, being gentle with yourself and not having unrealistic expectations, that's so important. Um, you know, just today, um, someone in the, the Delay Don't Deny community shared that she was, you know, on day 20 something of her 28 day fast start. And she knew she wasn't supposed to weigh and measure because <laughs> that's what it says. But she did it anyway. And her weight was up and her measurements were not down. And now she's really upset with herself. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you got to be gentle with yourself, especially when you're first starting. And you've got to, you know, let your body adjust and not let it upset you. And she knew all that. She knew it. And she was just telling us, you know, I shouldn't have done it. And I did. And now <laughs> I wish I hadn't. But she still felt down. And so, you know, not beating yourself up because you know, things happen. Yeah. Yep. And there's a lot of other stuff going on in your life that you just got to, everything's got to be in a balance there. For And in your body, there's a lot going on in your body yep. <laughs> as well, <laughs> especially sure. during that adjustment period, which is, you know, the big takeaway for the 28 day fast start is, <laughs> you know, you're, you got one job and that is adjusting to the fast, but we all want to be the person who loses weight quickly. We all do. And I get it. And I had that, that, got to do it now mindset early on and and understanding it's taken it takes a lot of time to understand that working with your body is is slow and it's also lifelong and never ending yep that's that's how i gotta i'm not planning on stopping fasting i still want to do it and so i just gotta find the balance and be gentle with me and like every day is not going to be the best day 
That's okay, though. <laughs> so, But my favorite part is, you know, just listening to you tell your story, you know your weight is up, you know why, and you're not panicked about it. You're like, all right, I know why, I know what to do, and I'll do that when I'm ready to do that. That's the best part. Well, Angie, I have loved talking to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's going to win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's going to be backlash about that. Oh, I'm just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.